Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on dealing with criticism and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Jules, man, I'm good. And hey, audience, I got a little announcement for y'all. My brother Jules, man, he won the Chicago State of Mind NCAA bracket pool. Shout out oh, to yeah. you, Jules. I <laughs> appreciate you. And you know what, friends? I seen Kansas over there. I said, let's roll with them. <laughs> oh, that was a good call because only you and two other people in the whole entire pool had Kansas to win. And I, I'm not going to lie to you, audience. Our pool was looking pretty rough, man. But Jules, he pulled it off, man. Finished first place. Congratulations to you because that game wasn't looking too good for Kansas at first, man. Because North Carolina, boy, they was, man, they went out on that lead, bro. Mm, I heard. I was at work and, and get wind that. You know, it's not looking good for Kansas. I was like, oh, well, I guess another year. But then I got home, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, buddy. I bet your ass was so happy. Because it was it was for me. I, I had forgot all about the fact that you had Kansas. I know we had talked about it. It's still in my mind. I still was thinking you had Illinois. So I would have hit you up. My brother was one. He was like, hey, uh, he's a Jules uh, on the pool. I was like, <laughs> For real? <laughs> I was like, oh, I keep oh, yeah. forgetting he had Kansas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I guess going with your betting with your heart don't work it at, don't work at all. <laughs> no, it don't, man. It don't listen. <laughs> NCAA pools in in real life, but <laughs> oh man, but but Prez, man, how's how's everything on you end, dude? You know, can't complain. Just like you say, hey, we blessed. I'm winning. Just like Jules is always winning. Oh, yeah. And Jules is really winning because he won that damn pool. But, um, man. I, hey, no, everything's good, man. I can't complain, brother. Can't complain. I'm, uh, I am I covered a AAU tournament last weekend in Milwaukee. Got another one in Indy this weekend, man. So, just, man, just out here working, grinding. Oh, man. Dude, the hardest working man in the pod game, boy, I tell you. Man, hey, keep I'm it up, you. though. Hey, <laughs> hey, move over. The, move over, Stephen A. Smith. I'm coming. There you go. Oh, dude, that would be, oh, man, that would be love, man. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to do it a different way. Do it a different way. He's too loud for me. Too loud for me. <laughs> and, and he used all them big words, too. <laughs> See, there, I got the big words, but I'm like, you don't know how to spell oh, okay. half them words to use them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't going really to really mess with them on them words, man. I'll be like, man, boy, I got a few, was... but that's about it. No, he be using them $50 words like T.I., bro. Mm. Oh, damn, T.I. Okay. 
Speaking of T.I. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, dude, I knew it. Dude, I knew it. I felt it. I felt it. Okay. Speaking of. So what is it with people not being able to take jokes anymore, bro? We just talked about Will Smith last week. Not T.I. heckling a comedian. The comedian went in on him. Then this man had to go up on the stage, bro. What is going on with these cats, man? Why are they so sensitive? You know what, dude? Uh, I forgot who said it. I forgot who said it, but somebody I was watching said, watch, there's going to be copycats of incidents with like Will Smith. Now you're going to have people, you know, you, you had a comedy show, somebody getting roasted or talked about it, you know, and somebody don't like it, they're going to feel like they need to do something right then and there. And now, T, this is not even a week. It's a week, rather. And now, T.I. heckling this one lady who's trying to, you know, I don't think she's she's not big like T.I. T.I., you know, he's huge in the rap game. I know he's trying to convert to his comedy thing. I haven't heard any of his, 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 uh, his jokes or anything, but, you know, he's heckling a female. And uh, so, she, she did what, what that's, her, that's her profession. She said, okay, I'm going to crack back. And he didn't like it. But I don't like the fact that, man, like you said, prayers, now people sensitive and feelings getting involved. And now you feel like you got to defend yourself when none of this is, is, is uh, malicious. It's all well, intended to be fun. It's supposed to be. Oh. Well, the, the comedian didn't really go in on him until he started heckling her. And that's what right, she started right. that's what I'm talking saying. about right. his record. Right. <laughs> Now, it's also very important to recognize, audience, that when people make allegations against people, until that person that had their time in court, I don't really be speaking on stuff. So, you know, whatever mm-hmm. him and Tiny can do behind closed doors, whatever. I ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's them. Right. That's them. But obviously, man, that shit bothered him. But, bro, don't be so sensitive, T.I. Come on, man. Damn, I thought you were supposed to be a gangster. <sighs> <laughs> Now, T.I., now, if you got some one of these local rappers, yeah, because these, I, I wouldn't even call them rappers. I don't know what they are, Brez. I don't, I don't know the names, but, you know, they got some weird names out there. They actually live in this stuff they're rapping about. And you, you know, you see it on on your show, your your page, your social media page and stuff like that. But T.I. is being a gangster. Mm, mm. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, something he called himself. I don't know. <laughs> a, little, a little facade there, Jules? Is that what you said? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, one, listen. One, if, one of them if, video gangsters? Right. But, but look, if, if, if he was like that once, you know, you become silver. You grown from it and move, a, move away from that move away from that lifestyle because ain't, there's, no, there's, no, there's no future in it. So, but, no, man, bro, especially, but, listen, especially with these rappers, you see how these rappers getting gunned down every. So I hope these, I hope these rappers, man, got good life insurance, man. Because I'm telling you, with the way these rappers are getting killed out here, since hey, every month is another rapper that get gunned down. Dude, now, Prez, have you heard about the one? I just saw it briefly about the one. One rapper get, you know, he, he got smoked, but they had his body at a club. Yeah, they propped it up in the club. What in the I, world are we doing? Hey man, this is too much for me, man. It's too I'm talking, much. I'm I, I about when I saw the video thing. from that, I'm like, why okay. they got this dead body propped up in the club? They put some some uh, drip on him. He had chains and shit on. I'm like, what are we doing? Making a they're making a mockery out of it. That's what it is. I I I, I you know people do it. You know they they do it on. But I, listen, I, I I'm not down with that one. That was that was just a little. That's too much for me, man. That's far out right there, man. Respect the dead, man. Respect That's the dead. That's pretty much. 
No, nah, man, Jules, when I saw that one, I was like, man, what are we doing? And why is it always our community? Like, what are we, what are we out here doing? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Hey, man, just get away from them damn drugs. Put them drugs down, man. I mean, <laughs> only person, only person that's, that's fried out their minds could come up with some, hey, man, let's take dude body and prop it up next to the DJ, and we're going to party in his honor. Like, yeah. Huh? It's life. We're going to party. We we gonna, we gonna go to the club one last night, and get lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, somebody probably put a blunt in his mouth and lit it too. Who knows? Fuck. Like you said, man. First of all, there's got to be all type of violations that happen with that situation. The fact that, that body was even there that night, like, really? What club said, "Oh, this is okay. You can have this dead body up in here." No. What are we doing? Right. Or right. right. do. Uh, you know, he, he probably was thinking dollar signs. He's like, okay, cool. How many people? Yeah, come yeah, on. right. How many? Oh, you can you can fill up the club? Sure. <laughs> you know, and then there's a there, there's a dead body prop fee at two at that. So it's wow. That's just that's just weird, man. Too weird for my, too too weird for my blood, man. I you know. <laughs> First of all, Jules, I would not have been able to have been partying with a dead body chilling like that next to me, man. For me, when I'm around the dead, man, it's a solemn moment, man. It's a I can't be in no moment where I'm turning up and like somebody dead just staring at me. No, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I bet, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll pass. I'll be sitting up there like I get an invitation, like Jules, you invited to, nah, nah, nah. I'll sign the book and that'll be about it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's done, 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 done. But that was interesting, though, man. Like I said, Jules, uh, when I saw that, I said, mm, not for me. We got to become um, mm-hmm. a little bit more tactful out here in the world. And, I mean, come on, man. We st- we got to stop doing stuff for clout, stop doing stuff for for, for attention and, and social media likes. It's like, that's just weird, man. Stop it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. But let's get into this episode, man. So, okay. fair or foul? So, this one, right. this one comes over from Jamie. And Jamie's question was, fair or foul or men? Judging a woman for the number of men that they have had sex with, Jules Fairfax. Oh man, uh, uh. here's the thing: it's <laughs> only foul when you find out how fair she is, and it's and it's not to your liking. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I like what he did there. <laughs> but you know, especially more, especially more now. And these times, the the press, how we was, how we was out, you know. So yeah, you know, it was different I, times I, back then. Yeah, it's different times because now I, I can pretty sure I can, I can bet my next paycheck. Boy, some of these, some of these, these females out there getting it in, <laughs> and you going out with somebody, and you happen to pose that question, and you talking about some more than double digit, you're like, ah, damn, lady. <laughs> I mean, if you, you know, here's the thing, press, if you. If you don't mind, hey, you, you good. But if you type of cat, like, you know, now, Perez, I'm, I'm just putting myself out there. Now, if I'm out there in the scenes and I met a, met a female and I'm like, okay, I'm interested in her, I actually, you know, just by chance. Yeah, so I mean, first of all, I ain't going to ask. That was what I was going to say because I don't ask. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right. I ain't going to ask. But let's just say she asked me and let's just say, all right, I'll throw it out there. Like, so, I mean, and if she tell me a number more than like, Six or seven. I'm like, ah, you know, okay. I'm, I'm a little turned off. I'm a little turned okay. off. Okay, all right. But listen, but that's know, just, but that's but just listen. Me, you know, just like how when on the last episode we gave that young lady advice about you know the boyfriend and you said we wouldn't break a man code. Well, listen, you put yourself out there. You said, look, this is the way mm-hmm. you see it. 
And mm-hmm. Jamie, you asked the question, so you're going to get the fair answer. Now, for mm-hmm. me, I wonder, Jules, to your point, because you don't feel any different than a lot of other men out here feel when it comes to that type of situation. But my question is, why is it a double standard? Because as men, shit, man, we go out there and, and, and the guys, you know, right, right. We, we listen, we talk about the goat all the time on this show. And honestly, y'all don't mm-hmm. know who this man is, but hey, he famous in Chicago. <laughs> and I guarantee you, he's been with more than six or seven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so my thing is, why is it that double standard? Because he out here getting celebrated. Meanwhile, if it was a female goat out here, which there are, uh, there are female uh-huh. goats. Yeah. Everybody looking at her like, huh, what's up with that thing over there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What they going to say? They going to say, I don't want to be in a relationship with her. So I'm just, I just wanted to pose that point because I think there should be a counter that. Because for me personally, I ain't asking what your number is. First of all, I ain't trying to get right. upset when I hear what comes back. But also, <laughs> too, ain't none of my business. Whatever you did before me, it don't matter. I just know that number ain't changing now. <laughs> Dude, I put it down anyway. Hey, 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 it's hey, you're right, man. It is the is the double standard. I, I, you know, I didn't make the rules, man. It's just you know, I, was, <laughs> I, I was giving this world, I ain't make it. Oh, okay, hey, Jules over here spitting, y'all. Spitting. <laughs> but uh, but you know what, the woman, hey, listen, the woman can be like, oh no, my man's out there too, too, too reckless. I can't be with him. Hey, that's it's. It's all in the individual. <laughs> it really is. Because I, you know what, Jules, when this fair foul came over, you know me, I get a little curious. I would like to know what the world thinks. Okay. So I put a poll up on Twitter on our account, and I asked this question. I said, okay, y'all. <laughs> this question came over to the podcast. I said, I want to see what you all think. So I said, how many sexual partners, men or women, are too many? Mm. And you know what came up? What was that? 20 and above, they said, was the number that they said was too many Ooh. sexual partners. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'll roll with it. Hell, shit. I, I, I said six or seven. So. Hey, I like them clean, y'all. I like them clean. Oh! <laughs> no, I just blab. Oh! I'll just blab. Oh! <laughs> oh, man, I'll just blab. And people, and listen, it's gonna be like, no, he ain't. And that boy, they like, like, they like, like Jules over here, old one. Say, <laughs> like him clean. Yeah, I like him clean. Wow. Oh, I, I don't want two damaged prayers. Not too damaged. Oh, so that's <laughs> no, 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 no. clean, damaged goods. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, Jules going in today. That, that's why I'm out the game, prayers. I'm out the game. <laughs> Yeah, because you know what, Jules, honestly, hearing the way you speak about that, yeah, you wouldn't be able to handle the situations out here these days, man. It's, it's different. Mm-mm-mm. It's different. It's too much stuff out here. <laughs> <laughs> you can take that comment any kind of way. I'm just going to say that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's all around the world and today now. All around the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to say this, man. I think it's it's foul to answer your question, Jamie. I'm not asking any numbers. You do you. Like I said, you, you guys already heard what I thought about it. And also at the same time, I think there is a double standard when it comes to men. However, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit up here and lie and say that I didn't ever think like Jules thinks because, shit, when I was coming up, when I was younger, 
and somebody was like, oh, yeah, such and such, such and such. You talking to her? And I'm like, why? What you hear? <laughs> you know, you know right, 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 right. That's how it was back then. You know, now that mm-hmm. I'm getting a little older, a little bit maybe more comfortable in my skin, whatever, whatever happened in the past, just make sure that that's not happening today. And we good. We good. There you go. Mm-hmm. But no, but back when I was coming up, though, because you know how it was, man. We such and such would be like, oh, man, uh, Prince, he, he talking to such and such, but I know old boy, he he hollering at old girl. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, because <laughs> that's how I used yeah. to be. Because you know the South Side was yep. like, a, it was like a small ass pond, boy. Mm-hmm. No, no, you right, you right. And then depending on who she messed with, you like, oh, I can't mess with this girl, man. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying because it was like that. You like him? Yeah, man. Nah, I'm alright. <laughs> No, nah, I'd rather go fucking put my dick in this damn fucking electrical socket. I'm not fucking doing this shit. Ooh, electrical. Like, ah. <laughs> Stay oh, damn. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, right. <laughs> so oh, to hear who she was with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into this damn episode. All this is a little bit, little bit they probably mad as hell at us. But listen, that was that's just the way I see it, man. I like I said, I used to think the way Jules thinks. Now I'm just at the situation now where it's like, man, I just don't want to know. I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Just I like the song know. said. <laughs> but all right, Jules. First mailbag question. Okay. Ooh-wee. Comes over from Marisol from Jefferson City, Missouri. And she said. Okay. Does my boyfriend deserve a second chance after cheating? Ooh, man, that's rough. But you know, sometimes us men. Oh, damn. I forgot the damn group name. But Cuba Gooden Sr. sung it. And the title is called Everybody Plays the Fool. And everybody done the fool before. And ain't nobody in this world can sit up here and tell me or prayers they haven't. And, and, and being a fool can be more than just cheating. It's just doing something stupid. Right. You know, so if, if, if your boyfriend really if done something to violate your relationship and hurt you and the trust is gone, if he tries to show that he, he's really a, a, he's apologetic and he changed and doing the work that, you know, you see that he, the change in him, I, I, I feel that he, he deserves a second chance. That's just me. But of course, there's going to be some time where you need to grieve and heal and, you know, and time heals all rooms. So you're going to, you know, start thinking rationally. Right now is the emotional stage. You're going to start thinking rationally. Now, but if he, you know, hey, baby, let's go to counseling. I got a new number. Let's do this. Let's, let's, you know, whatever the case may be, listen to that man. Because whatever he did, if there's a reason for it, you know, maybe ask him, ask him, fill him out. Why? You know, say what was going on, something you did or whatever, you know. Communication, open communication is key. And if he showed that like, like he he changed and he really want the relationship with you to work and to grow and to prosper, and he's showing you that that's what he wants, it you know, there's nothing wrong giving him another shot. Hell, love is faith, hope, and love is 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 a three in Kenan's in, in in the Bible, and and the strongest of all three is love. So so I see love do some remarkable miracle things. So hey. If you if he show you that he's putting in the work and willing to be with you, I don't see nothing wrong. Give him another chance. So Jules, I gotta ask you, man, why why did Marisol have to do something wrong? How come the boyfriend just couldn't oh. be a piece of shit? 
Now, now that's again. Now, if he's a piece of shit, now you, you know. Now, like I'm saying, if he if he done something where you know, because I don't know the relationship. Uh, and, so and, see, that's why, and that's why it's tough know. to even answer a question yeah. like this because, to be fair, Marisol, only you know the inner work is the dynamics right. of your relationship. Right, right. You know, because hey, if your boyfriend he always been a little bit of a flirt out here, and, you know, whatever, and maybe you turn the blind eye to it, I would just say only you know what you should do in this situation. Mm-hmm. I would right. say this if this man's not remorseful, if he's not showing any sort of uh, behavior that shows that he realizes that he did wrong by you, then I think that that might tell you all you need to know about this situation. Is this a pattern? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Has he right. done this type of stuff in the past? Is this who he is? Or was this just a one-time thing? Or was it a full-blown relationship? I don't know. You mm-hmm. you have to right. be the one to, to judge by that. Mm-hmm. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely right. She had to judge. Uh, come up with her, you know what she want to do with this relationship. If mm-hmm. she would know, if 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 he was just out there just doing on some, you know, some creep, some 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 goom stuff, ah, you know where to go. But if it's something like they was had problems in the relationship and he stepped out, it was just a mistake or whatever the case may be. Then there's something okay, we can, we can work on, you know. Yeah, because to that point, you know, relationships, man, they they they're hard, man. It's a lot of work mm-hmm. and. um there's a lot of things that, man, that go down that people on the outside have no idea. And so, Marisol, I would say this, man. You reaching out to us and asking this question, that shows you still care for this man. So I just think maybe if he's willing to, you know, put in the work to be better, a better partner for you, then cool. You know, do whatever you feel like you got to do. Because I think that a relationship is capable of surviving after something like that happens. But mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's, it's going gonna, gonna to take time. Yeah, it's gonna take some time and it'll work now. Mm-hmm. Some time to work, and also uh, Marisol make him change that phone number now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely get a new number now. <laughs> but I, hey, my man, I know one thing. My man, he, he can't do nothing wrong after this now, cause she gonna be on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For real. I'm telling you, boy, you better you better find something with your time, brother. Find something with your time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Marisol, we appreciate the question. And like I said, good luck to you guys. And you know, hit us up and, and let us know um when the wedding is in the future, you know, in the right in the distant future. But you know, let us yeah, know. there you go. Take your time now. Yeah, definitely. and also <laughs> and also heal, you know, because shit, I'm sure that can't be oh, easy. Yeah. Uh-uh. So yeah, we appreciate the question. The next one comes on from Lisa from Chicago's Lincoln Square neighborhood. And Jules, she okay. wants to know. Who is your favorite famous crush? Oh man, dude! I tell you what, I want to go when I was. I, I, I want to go when I was a shorty, and when I was a shorty, my favorite crush was Jasmine Guy. Ooh, yes, sir. You know, watching Different World, I thought she was the baddest out of all the uh, all the, the cast they had on there. I like and- Freddie too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something about Freddie, right? She seems like she's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, she's like a freak. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was keeping the PG before it, but <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh man, dude, Jasmine got man. Jasmine got that was that was on that one, boy. Okay, that's a good one. I always kind of wondered too, like, what's she seeing Dwayne? You know what I'm saying? What's she seeing him? I guess it's the opposite of tracks, I guess. 
man, remember how he broke in on her wedding? And they were trying to keep him out of there? Yep. <laughs> hey, oh. hey, my man broke in talking about, yeah, I love you. Mm-hmm. And she like, all right. Let, let me ask you this, though, Jules. What was you doing some shit like that when it happened to you? You know, just hypothetically see it. You know, because think uh-huh. about my man's up there. Now, he'll spend all this money on this wedding. He think that Whitley was all in on him. Right. She's still in love with Dwayne the whole time. Well, see, it would have to be a Will Smith and Chris Rock thing, man. <laughs> now, see, that right there, you can do a Will Smith. Like you're a my wedding and ruin my life. <laughs> right. That right there, you could do because he's he's his whole intention is to take the girl away from you. True. So okay, now my man did that. So okay, you 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 good. You got the green light to go in there at least, you know, saying checkmate dude. Like now, but hey. <laughs> hey Dwayne, want... Dwayne came in there and took that. Right. He just standing there, left there at the altar, like, damn, him and the preach, him and the, uh, and, and the preacher. <laughs> yeah, he just looked dumbfounded. I was like, ooh. Mm. But Jasmine, God, that's a good one, bro. That's a real good one. Ah, Lisa, I, 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 it's not fair to ask a question like this because growing up, it was Janet Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I just, yes. Yes. Oh, oh, come on. Yes. But then also, like, uh, Mila Kunis. Remember her from, uh, what was that? The, oh, uh, yeah, from um, uh, the, the 70s, 70s show. show. Yep. And I mean, look, she was bad back then. And man, you look at her now, boy Ashton, you're a lucky man. That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is she still doing? Um, uh, I haven't seen her anything lately. Is she still doing movies or anything? I don't know. I just think that she's just doing the family thing. Okay, well, hey, she probably made all that bread. She good. Ashton making mm-hmm. money still, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ashton, he print money, so yeah. they good. They ain't gotta worry about nothing. Yeah, they ain't gotta work as hard now. But no, so that, that's mine right there, man. You know, it's Janet Jackson. You can't go wrong there. I mean, she's, mm-hmm. Sh- mm-hmm. man, mercy. Mm-mm. And Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, appreciate that question, Lisa. The next one. Comes over from Marcus from, it comes over from Marcus from Brunswick, Georgia. <laughs> and she, okay. And Jules, he wanted to know, did OJ do it? <laughs> I saw this and I started rolling. <laughs> Mm-hmm. OJ was the ma- OJ was the mastermind. <laughs> no, no uh, I, you know what? I think he knows something. I don't think he did it, per, you know, personally. But he didn't physically fit to do that, but I, I think he know. I think he knows something about it. I, I, you know, I can't give you any facts or anything. It's just something I, I, I see. I see his body language and you know, hearing him talk and he got a book said, did I, what's it called? Did I do it? If I did, if I kill, did it. Yeah. If I did, it, it's like, bro, come on, man. This is supposed to be used to love this woman. If something happened, like, you know, my wife and I break up and she get married and this man, she ended up dead. I ain't gonna be sitting around to write a book about it. You know, it's, I, I, me, I think he knows something about it, but I don't think he did it. So when we was kids, man, I didn't think he did it, right? Right, I mean, right, when we right. was watching that Bronco chase when it interrupted the NBA Finals. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yep. Yeah, I remember that. And you know, and so at the time, I just thought it was a game. I'm like, yeah, get out, of, get get away, OJ. You know, run, be free. Yeah, run, you know what I'm OJ. <laughs> but I was a kid. When I saw them people with the signs up, yeah, everybody was like, oh, you know, we forget the fact that there's some woman and a man that died. You know what I mean? But at right. the time, uh-huh. I was like, no, he didn't do that. And a lot of people in my family didn't think that he did that. You know, and when he was acquitted, the black community and other communities too celebrate it. 
But the more the time has gone on, Jules. Okay. When he wrote that book, if I did it, I was kind of like, bro, what was that about? I ain't like that shit. Right. It's right. Also, he changed his alibi. I didn't say I didn't realize that when I was a kid. Remember when he said his initial alibis, he was asleep at the time of the murder. Oh, okay. Uh, but then later okay. on, his defense team, they started saying all kinds of other stuff. They were like, oh, he was hitting golf balls at the outside of his house. They said also a neighbor's housekeeper saw his uh, car parked outside the house. So mm. It was all kind of stuff. Because didn't he flew to that night? That he night flew he flew somewhere. Chicago, right, right. Mm -hmm. yep. And they said, right, because they, they didn't find the blood on his sock or so, something like that, man. Yeah, remember he cut his, he cut he had his a cut on his finger. He said he oh, cut himself oh, shaving. Okay, 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 gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. Also, too, I mean, the man did go on some of them jealous raises. I mean, you heard them voicemails to the police. Mm-hmm. Or not the voice, but the phone calls to the, the police. phone calls, right. Yeah, man. That dude didn't seem like he was uh, somebody that knew how to handle a uh, conflict. Uh-oh. <laughs> so what, what, what you say? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I kind of feel like the more the more I think about it, I feel like either he did it or he had uh, something to do with it. He had something to do with it. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. And that's why when they hooked him up on that charge, that robbery charge later, they 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 got his ass on that double jeopardy, even though you know they can't do that, but they got him. They like, yeah, oh, they went around it. They yeah, yep. yeah, they 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 was like, okay, yeah, we got him with the robbery, but yeah, we're gonna hit him with this murder too. <laughs> <laughs> so OJ, just man, stop talking about the shit. You may or may not have gotten away with it, but just be cool, bro. Just be cool. Mm -hmm. Be cool. The juice. The juice. The juice, the juice is loose. Hey, the juice was hey, he was doing his thing in Buffalo now. Yeah. Well, listen, man. I mean, let's be honest, man. OJ at one time, he was a household name, not only just from his football oh, career. Yeah. He was a sportscaster. Man, everybody loved to sportscaster. Him. Commercials him running through the damn airport. Shit. Yeah. 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 He hurts run a car and uh, and, and, and uh the naked gun series, man. Come on, man. Them naked gun movies were low key pretty good. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> it's been about 30 years since I see the damn Naked Gun movie. <laughs> I know. Naked, Naked Gun 33 and a third. <laughs> Man. Those, those are some goals. Oh, anyway, yeah. that's my answer to that question. I think he okay. has something to do with it or very well could have orchestrated the whole thing. I don't know. Just the okay. situation is weird when you look back on it. Very weird. All right. And also, too, the fact that he ran. You know what I mean? Yeah, what you running from, bro? What you running from? Yeah. Go face the music, bro. Anyway, next question. Comes over from Carlos from Covington, Georgia. And he wanted to know, what is the most expensive thing you own? And before you answer this question, Jules, I got a question for you, Carlos. Why you need to know? Anyway, Jules, uh, talk to him. He said, I got a question for you, Carlos. Why you need to know? Uh, I think the most expensive thing I own is probably my... I'm still paying on the house, so I don't, I don't own it yet. But so you don't own that bitch. You don't yeah, own that. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, hey, probably just my car there. <laughs> That's about it. Mm -hmm. That's about the most expensive thing I own. It's my car. And what's that? What kind of car is that? Oh, man. 
you know, I'll drive, you know, I, 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 I ain't got the Maybach like you do, but, yeah, oh, but it's, okay. uh-huh. it's, he said, I bet you like, man, the dude changed cars every time, man. First, <laughs> yeah. It was a Maserati. That has a, a Maserati. <laughs> Roy's now it's a Maybach. No, you know, I just, and it's old. I, I'm driving around in an 08 uh, Mustang. So it's like. Yeah, but that boy go though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it, man. I like it. I have fun in it. What's the upkeep on that thing, man? Pretty, pretty bad, or actually, actually, so far so good. I just recently had some. My check engine light was on uh, last week, and it was. Uh, I had to check the uh, AutoZone check the, the codes. It was a okay. sensor. A sensor was uh, for the fuel was off. Got it. So yeah, man. So I, you know, got that fixing. I haven't had any problems this year. Every day, you know, your your rent your brakes, rotors, and battery and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And I always tell people, man, as long as you good about the upkeep on your car the oil changes get the tires rotated man you shouldn't have no problems mm-hmm. you know yeah so far so good man knocking on wood yeah i know i hear you so carlos i i have to answer the question the same way as jules just because i have a mortgage currently so i don't own that um probably my vehicle i do i do collect watches so i have a couple watches but they are in the safe so anybody want to try to pull it you know Oh, okay. They they, they 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 put away, and uh, I do have guns. So anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I do get guns now. You've been warned. Well, hey, what Biggie say? <laughs> but no, so yeah, I, I would probably say maybe the car or the watches, but that's about it. I'm very I'm very low key, despite what Jules says on here. I just like some watches. <laughs> Now I know you got your I know you got the sneaker game, man. Your 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 Jordans too. Okay, yeah, I got a, I got a couple pair of Jordans too. You got a couple? Oh, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's why Carlos asking these questions because Jules be over here talking about some Maserati and they <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh man, right. man. Now Carlos, they I got still got it. a mortgage, brother. Still got a mortgage, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, for now. But now it's, 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 it's coming. It's going to get paid off soon. Yeah. Hell yeah. Listen, <laughs> refinance during the pandemic, bro. So that dropped down that, uh, that interest rate. So, yeah, you're right, Jules. Mm-hmm. That saved like six years of uh, of interest payments. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, yeah, I like that energy, bro. Yeah, for now. For now. Because when I own that, all that equity is mine. Man, ain't nothing like land, boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why I wish our people had more of it. Another episode, mm-hmm. another podcast. Okay. All right. The last question comes over from Caleb from Ukrainian Village here in Chicago. And he wants to know, are you guys Cubs or Sox fans? Uh-oh. I'm always a, I'm a Sox fan because I was born and raised and grew up in now in the south side of Chicago. So, yes, so I'm always, always the Sox fan. And also, too, Caleb, I don't rock with people to say they fans of both. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. It's one or the other with me, and I'm a Sox fan till I die. Like Jewel said, mm-hmm. proud Southsider over here. My grandfather was a Sox fan. My grandmother was a Sox fan. I'm a Sox fan. That's just the way it is. I was mm-hmm. born into this shit, you know, and listen, I don't know what side of the fish you are from, Caleb. If you're a Cubs fan, I'm sorry to hear that. However, the White Sox, man, I feel really good about them this season. Ooh, wait, man. If they don't go far in the playoffs, I'm going to be very disappointed, bro. Very disappointed. Yeah, we need to. Yeah. Last season, we we, we was let down, boy. Oh, weren't we? Man, we was let down. 
But Bro, I turned my phone off that night after that game. I was like, I was man, I was hot, man. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Man. <laughs> we everybody was predicting, okay, socks, man. This is the year. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. <laughs> but listen, I feel really good about this year. Also, too, Lewis Robert. That dude's going to be a future star, bro. He's oozing with stardom, Jules. I love that okay. kid. Hey, I can't wait. I can't wait to get out to the ballpark this season, bro. Man, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let it get warm. A little warmer now, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, though? If I do have to go to a game here in April, hey, I might just have to uh, have, to have me a couple little little sips of some soda, you know? All right. myself up a all little right. bit. Some libation, all right. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, nothing, nothing too crazy on this. Just a little something, something. Just get the okay. bub. Just get the bub flowing a little bit. All right, heat it up a little bit. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so yeah, Caleb, people, hit us back and let us know which uh, uh, what what team you root for, man. And don't don't uh don't mind me with you know the Cubs uh little slander. I just I I have to get it in early. Uh, my my co-host on my other venture, he's a Cubs fan. I don't get it. I don't get how Southside Cats are Cubs fans. I never understood that. I was like, bro, they don't even ex- they don't even fucking accept you on that side of town. Come back home. Okay. <laughs> they don't accept you. Oh man. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> well, let's get into the episode here, Jules. So this episode topic comes over from Mitch. And Mitch hit us up and he said, Man, I wanted you guys to do, or I want you guys to do an episode on dealing with criticism. He said because he finds from himself he struggles with that, whether it's in the workplace or with friends and family. He says when times when people give him feedback, sometimes he takes the things he takes things personally. He was like, man, he said, can you guys talk through dealing with getting uh, criticism and then how you guys kind of go about it? And if you have had struggles with that in the past, to kind of talk through it. And I said, oh, absolutely, we'll talk about this because the one thing that everybody has to realize is that at some point in your life, you're going to be criticized, you're going to be given some sort of feedback or some sort of way that people feel you have an opportunity to improve in whatever type of way. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's difficult for people to hear and accept the feedback that's coming their way, right? Yeah, it can, yeah, it can, yeah, it can stand. <laughs> <laughs> but I always say you can either use that criticism in a positive way to improve, or you can allow that shit to lower your self-esteem and cause some sort of regression. And a lot of times I feel like people do the latter. Whereas it kind of takes it, it takes a hit at their pride. And all of a sudden now they're not listening to anything because they're just upset. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Yeah, they kind of they they, they 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 shut down and turn off from it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It, Which is know. the opposite because I'll tell you one thing, Jules. You know, I played sports since I was five years old. I had somebody in my ear telling me I need to do this a certain way. I grew up in a black household. I had all kind of women telling me what I need to do. I just sat there and I just listened. I'm like, all right, cool. You you got a lot to tell me about what I need to do. Fair. Okay, fine. I listened. You know, and I had coaches yelling at me, shit, high school, yelling at me, calling me everything under the sun. (laughs) You know, so for me, I got a little bit more tougher skin than than the average cat. Dude. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, you hit it on the head on that one. You hit it on the head with that, which I didn't even, damn, I didn't even dawn on me. You was growing up with, with, with criticism. Yeah. And it was like, I, you know, it, yeah, like you say, you play sports or you have friends or elderly in your neighborhood or, or wherever the case may be, school or 
or, or you know, and you're like, yeah, all that stuff built you up to have, yeah, tougher skin where, you know, you somebody crazy, you, or, well, you know, you know how to deal with it because yeah. you've been, <laughs> you've been exposed to it at an early age. Yeah. Uh, but for the ones who, 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 who wasn't exposed to it at, early, at an early age or don't know how to deal with it, man, criticism, well, as you said, press can, it can shut you down, man. It can shut you down in a way where you don't want to hear nothing from the outside world. But I tell people, the critic inside, if you know how to master the critic inside, the critic outside can't do you no harm. Ooh, talk that talk, Jules, talk that talk. Because it, you know, you don't respond to it. I mean, you know, you don't have to reply to a negative comment. Um, You don't feel need to defend yourself all the time when you be in attack. It's a, it was a waste of your time and energy. Critics take, you know, they take a small amount of time to, to judge the work you may have, have spent several hours and days or months or years to do in their entire life for something they haven't even done themselves. Mm. So, you know, you, you got to look at, especially where the criticism come from, you know, so, so it was like, hey, this, this, uh, here's what I'm out here doing my thing. And this dude ain't doing nothing. And he going to talk about what the stuff I'm doing, which I'm taking my blood, sweat and tears to try to perfect it. You know, try to progress, and he ain't doing anything. Why well, I'm gonna listen to that, bro? You, now, you, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, I listen. I'm, I'm sitting up here listening to you because that's I feel the same way, man. Now I'll say this, man: if it's constructive feedback uh-huh, or criticism, uh-huh. that's different. But if it's the other way, if it's just destructive, where you just trying to just tear me down, well, Dale Carnegie, when he talks about how to win friends and influence people, he says uh-huh. specifically, any fool can criticize, condemn, and complain. But it takes character and self-control to be understanding and forgiving. So mm. that's a mm. quote that I live by because, okay, I got to keep that same energy. If I am willing to accept constructive criticism, then when I'm giving constructive criticism to somebody else, I need to keep that same type of mindset in, in, in play right. of how I like to be spoken to, then that's the way that I need to come at somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point, hey, Perez. That's a good point because now you need to identify and know what's the difference because yes. it is. It, it is, is different. you know. Yeah. So the, the the constructive criticism is there not to hurt you but to help. Now, if you get like you say, you talk about the criticism, they're, they're trolling and, and, and as as you know, haters. I don't know what they're using now, but you know, oh, you call the right trolls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so those are the ones you know saying you ain't gonna waste your time. But that identify the ones that construct the way they tried to build you up. Like, hey, uh, man, Jules, man, we love you. We love you on on, on the pod. But man, you you know sometimes you need to probably get a better mic, or sit yourself in the in the surrounding where you got a lot of background noise or something to, to better so people can hear what I'm talking about and it's more mm-hmm. smooth and the flow better. Because mm-hmm. Perez, you the one that put me on game where it was like iron shopping iron. Now that's from the, that's from the Bible there. Iron shopping iron, you know and. To, to perfect the crab, you 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 know constructively criticize. Okay, hey, listen, here's what you, you, you straight, but here's what we do to get better, and that's constructive right. criticism right there, man. Right, not tearing somebody down. Right, uh-huh. right. You ne- which never, you know what I'm saying. I want to put that out there. See, that's that's one of my personal uh, uh, examples on constructive criticism. And also, too, you got to be willing to take that shit. You know what I'm saying? And like I told you guys on on the a podcast in season three. Jules and I had a lot of conversations. Like when we got done with season two, I was like, hey, Jules, man, hey, that was a good season, bro. But I said, like, man, we got some areas we got to clean up. This is what uh-huh. I need to do better. So it wasn't just all about him. 
I was like, here, this is what mm-hmm. I need to come to the table doing a better job of. But here's some things that I see for you. Man, let's figure these things out. Let's go under the hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's figure right. it out. Uh-huh. And that's what we mm-hmm. did. That's what we did. Yep. And it wasn't no hate. It wasn't no awkward, no nothing. It's like, listen, man, it's two men figuring out what we need to do to elevate and get to the next level. And I think for me, when I look at constructive criticism, if I see one of my boys and I'm like, hey, man, man, why are you making this harder on yourself than it needs to be? I've been through that path. Here, this is what helped me out. Maybe it may not help you out, but at least this is what helped me out. Maybe it might help you, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I go at it. And for me, I love coaching. In my profession, I'm in sales. I want to okay. be the best at what I do. So if somebody is observing something that I'm saying and doing or something about my uh, nonverbal communication and they say, hey, I noticed you do this. Oh, shit, I didn't even know I did that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll be cognizant of it. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm -hmm. Even when it comes to us being on this podcast, bro, I get Mm -hmm. excited. I love conversation. I love to talk. There's times I have to put this fucking microphone on mute because I'm like, I don't want to cut my boy off. He making a good point. He heating up. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, dude, that's, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it gets like... uh... You, you 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 be cooking, then you, you don't want to jump in like like it's double dutch or whatever. But you know, <laughs> you let the man. <laughs> now now listen, I ain't never double dutch, but I seen it done. <laughs> so and then look, look, look at how my man clarified. I I've double dutch before. And then, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, stay. <laughs> hey hey, it's funny, man, because I was asking my uh, I was asking my wife. I said, "Have you seen girls double dutch uh, nowadays?" She said, "No." They don't That's do that right, no, no more. No. Hmm. And then for the ones listen, they were like double dutch. Go ahead, Google it and, and look it up. You don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but you know what? I bet somebody got some TikTok where they bringing it back because they think that they so trendy now bringing stuff back from our childhood. But I bet it's something out there. But they, I don't see them doing that in school and recess. None of that. No, man. It's different times, man. Everybody got tablets and iPads and apples and all that stuff. So I think that, you know, that Man, that take man, damn, I'm just thinking about it, man. As we was coming up as shorties, man, we didn't have any of that stuff, present. But we was wow. having fun by playing with the kids, it and high seat and red light, green light, and all that stuff. And, and <laughs> like see the girls was double dutching and we playing football. And Yo. you know, you don't even man, you don't and see that at, nowadays. Now and even if even in high school, we would spend half our lunch eating and the other half we'd be hooping. Yep. And, and matter of fact, there were some days I didn't even eat. I just said, man, I want to hoop. <laughs> right. Yeah, we hooped the whole lunch period. Man, yep. dude, I'm just sitting there just thinking back and reminiscing on that stuff. And man, but yeah, now nowadays everybody on their phones or tablets or whatever the case may be. And, mm-hmm. what, and what, do always, what do I always tell them, Jules? Be present. Be present, y'all. Be present. Yeah. No, nah, you're right, man. But dude, far as criticism, ain't it's never it's not going in, it's not going anywhere no it's not it's but not think about it is you this is all in how you respond to it because right think about uh-huh. it let's be honest jules if you work in law enforcement i'm sure you have superior people they communicate oh, to you in a certain man. kind of way right Dude. and, and maybe yeah. sometimes and maybe sometimes they don't sugarcoat that message right no it's, it's very direct <laughs> exactly and so i think some people have to learn hey man if you're dealing with critical people Sometimes you got to understand where it's coming from. But I think for mm-hmm. me personally, I have to view the person and see where the message is coming from. So if I feel right. like you and I have that type of relationship, then my guard is down. 
Now, if I don't really know you as such, then I got to be like, okay, if this person got good intentions, then I got to give you the benefit of the doubt because I don't know you yet. But I always try to come in giving a person the benefit of the doubt to a degree. Okay, are you saying this to try to help me or are you trying to hate? Like in the instance, I'll tell you a story. Uh-huh. There okay. was one time I did a, a live interview. It was like probably one of my earliest interviews, man, when I was like still trying to perfect recording face-to-face. And okay. I was sending it out to people. Remember I sent it to you? You were so proud. You were like, man, dude, that's so dope. That was crazy, blah, blah, blah. But then I sent it out to a couple people. The first thing they wanted to remind me of is, oh, man, I couldn't really hear the other guy. And I'm like, oh, so you so quick to point out the negative. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? And I took that and I said, okay, cool. No taking. I got it. You know, I'm the one that had to uh-huh. edit this shit. I know that the audio on that other person wasn't the best. Right. I did the best I could, mm-hmm. but it's a lesson mm-hmm. learned. Thank you for that. But I was sharing something that was a huge accomplishment. So for me, it's right. like I have to look at situations and say, you know what? I ain't going to take that personally. But all you just did is gave me another fuel to the fire. So thank you. Uh, yeah, man. We right. Don't trolls and don't haters. Is that was that exactly what it is? Because uh, when <laughs> hey, friends, I bet you was like, man, you you, you did something like, man, I interviewed a, a, a athlete and and man, you know, I'm talking to him. I'm asking right. him a question. He digging the questions. Said you want to get out to your people and friends right. and family and then <laughs> right. And then you come back and damn. Okay, like, that's, that's what you get. That's what you got. Yeah, that's what you got. All right. Well, okay. Yeah, do we know that? I'll, I'll make sure to, you know, <laughs> they can hear it next time. But damn, you know, kind of, kind of rain on your parade. Like you're like, damn. That's pretty right. much the way I took it. I'm like, wow. Okay. All right. I see you. I see you. That's that dry I, hate. It's that dry hate. I see you. Right. <laughs> but, it's, but you know what? I still took the positive out of the criticism. They, they, while, I was just about to say that. Yep. Because yep. I looked at it, I was like, bet, <laughs> dude. He was okay. All right. That's how you flip it on them. That's how you flip it on them. Because look, it's, it's haters. It's gonna be haters to the day you die. You just need to know how to identify it and, and move on about it. When somebody say some say some slick and outside of their their neck and stuff, all right, okay. And I'm just flipping on them. All right, this is what I'm gonna do next, or say something next, or whatever the case may be. You react to what 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 they give you. So, man, as far as criticism, ain't going nowhere. But you just need to identify what's constructive and what's a troll. And then even even you get the haters at you, just flip it and, and, and make a negative out of uh, make a positive out of negative. Yeah, because that's, situ- that's, that's how I do it. No, because in, in the situation with the stuff that we're doing on the sports media side, ain't nobody gonna tell me nothing about no audio quality. Now you gonna tell me nothing. All you gonna be saying is, yeah. "Damn, I just saw you at the Big Ten tournament in, in the main scrum." Yeah, yeah, uh huh. You know what I mean? But what? we all can realize and learn is we learn by making mistakes. Uh-huh, exactly. That's it. None of us are perfect, bro. So even when Jules and I are talking about things that we could do to make this show better for you guys, if he points something out that I need to kind of be cognizant of, cool, thank you. Thank you for pointing that out because, hey, maybe I didn't see that shit. I like to think that I'm self-aware, but sometimes you don't see all your blind spots, bro. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called blind. That's right. <laughs> but then but then vice versa, bro. I think the biggest thing though is just not taking the stuff personally. I don't take anything personal unless you mean me some harm. Then it's different. Yeah. Now when you downright just just ugly, yeah. Then it's like, okay, all right, now, bro. Now you own something else. Yep. 
And Jules, he already knows how I operate with that kind of stuff. I shut that shit down. I get that shit out of my universe. I don't have time for that. But mm -hmm. if we're trying to build, if we're trying to grow together, if we can have a difficult right. conversation and bounce back from it and not things get all weird, hey, sign mm -hmm. me up for that. Man, dude, you know, you know, I just want to, I also want to say, man, when you create something, when you're doing this work and you create something you want to put out there in the universe, man, you should be, you should be your toughest critic. Mm. You should be your toughest critic. Not to get down on yourself because, you know, things ain't always going to go as, as planned, you know. But to make sure the work you're putting out is great. And then when you take time to do your work, uh, it, it won't take the, it won't negate the, uh, the, the, uh, the people won't go, come and criticize you because you're like, you're already on it. And you already feel positive about the work that you even uh, that you do, even when it's criticized. You, you, hey, you, you good with it because you know you good. If cats come at you in a negative way, he ain't even he ain't even messing with you. Just no. Taking point, I was watching, I was watching a biography of a or a documentary on Prince. <laughs> now Prince, <laughs> look at Prince. I, I, I hear you, Prince. <laughs> I, hey, man, hey, I know this man. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> He just called me out. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. I don't know if people knew, but Prince was booed off stage once. He was booed off stage. He went to a Rolling Stone. He was performing. He was ahead of uh, uh, Rolling Stone was the main attraction, but uh, Prince uh, was doing what uh, he was one of the acts. And he was booed off stage. It, it didn't affect Prince. Prince is the greatest rock and roll of all time. Uh, you know, just, you know, whatever. But it, he always had the mindset that he was the greatest no matter what, even being booed off stage. You know how strong Mincy had to be to get thrown stuff. They was throwing bottles and stuff at him. Damn. And I was like, for him to be recognized as one of the greatest musicians of, of all time, man, that's... Oh, he's bad. He a bad boy. Bad boy. Oh, yeah. I saw that and I was like, that that's that what I'm saying. That you, 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 you take care of that critic inside. Nothing, the critics outside won't do you no harm. And and that's that's that right there just, just speaks volumes because it was like, wow, no matter what his drive was, he wanna be prolific and we, he wanna be the best. And if everybody had that same mindset, dude, critics ain't gonna, it's gonna bounce off you. It's gonna bounce off you. Did you hear that, Mitch? I love that one because to the point that you made a second ago, Jules, when you talked about the fact that when you create something or when you handle that critic on the inside, you're your toughest critic. There ain't nothing nobody mm -hmm. else going to tell you that you already ain't looking at yourself like, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, I, and I respect that, Jules, because we played sports. We're competitive people. So, yeah, my coach is over here yelling at me and this and that, but motherfucker, you don't think that I'm pissed off that I fucked that play up too? <laughs> you know what I'm Dude. saying? <laughs> Do right, right. <laughs> you know what? But in that, but, but in that moment, more, man. now I'm getting more mad. But I'm like, okay, good. I got right. you, coach. Exactly. I got you. <laughs> it's not gonna happen again. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you. I promise you that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think when it comes down to it, Mitch, just a couple little nuggets here before we get out of here is embrace the opportunity to improve. Embrace the opportunity to get better. I think that's the way that I look at criticism, feedback, all that kind of stuff. I think that people, when they view criticism, they view it as a negative already. Because, I mean, in the word, critic. Someone that's kind uh -huh. of, 
got got some shit to say to you. So, you know, embrace that mm-hmm. opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Pause for a minute. See, the one thing that I feel like in this world, Jules, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, but we're so quick to react. Sometimes if somebody okay. say something to you, maybe take a step back and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. think about what the hell they said to you before you just automatically respond off the cuff. That's a fair point. Fair point. You know? Because I think that a lot of people are just really quick to have emotional reaction, and that's when shit gets spiraled out of control. Mm. Boy, we see it more now, more now than ever. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. see it more now than ever, man. People just going off, just going off, off emotion. Like we talk about uh, 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 Will and um, Chris, emotions. Mm-hmm. T.I. and that, that one lady, emotions. Dude, now we see more and more in just, uh, just everyday life. You, you know what I mean? You probably see just driving to a, a spot when you're going to the gym or work or whatever the case may be. You see road rage, emotions. Dude, and that. <laughs> and then, that in a way, that's it, it's somebody being a critic too. That's Don't like true. the way you way you driving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or you driving yep. too slow or too wild. You know, or, you know, so it, it, it all depends on individually how you're going to handle it. That's the only thing you can control. It's how you deal with that situation because it's like, yeah, you can say, oh, my bad, I'll speed up or I'll get out the way or, or yeah, I'll slow down or I'll, I won't drive with my cell phone in my hand or, or you know, or, or you just keep doing what you're doing and you crash. I don't know. <laughs> mm. Well, no, I mean, I think that's a fair point. I think you, you're going to get some sort of person that's going to be a detractor. That's what the world is. I think we all have to be built, have tough skin and realize that. But on the flip side of it, I got a message for people that are super critical. Okay. It's not just all about you. You know, you don't know the other person on the receiving end of that feedback and criticism, what they got going on in their lives. What if that person's struggling and they got some demons that are going on? You mm-hmm. never know what things that you have said to somebody will send them over the deep edge. And that's why it's always important to make sure that you're thinking about the person that you're delivering this feedback to, that you actually know who this person is and know, okay, how is this person going to receive this? Because not everybody receives feedback and criticism the same way. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to talk to Prez the same way you're going to talk to Carl outside in the street. Because Carl out in the street, he may not be able to handle a direct message like I can. You can bring it. I'll listen. I'm like, cool. All right, great. You know, I'll show you what I'm about the next time. And so then mm-hmm. you already see how I rock when it comes to a situation like that. But see, everybody doesn't have that type of mindset. Also, you don't know what that person has on their plate, whether it's at home, whether it's at work. Also, what is this person's uh, what is their preferred method of communication? Maybe email don't work for them to be receiving type of shit like that. Maybe that overwhelms them. Maybe you might need to pick mm-hmm. up a phone and call the person. Maybe you can meet the person face to face out of that conversation. You know what I mean? So I think those are things that people that are giving feedback have to take into consideration. Because I tell you, sometimes I see an email and I'm like. What you trying to say? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh-huh. So then I have to take a step back. Like I just said a second ago. Because I'm like, I don't want to just be a reactionary type. Let me let me just make sure that I understand what this person's trying to communicate, what they're trying to say. I pick up a phone. Let me get some clarification here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, clarification. Dude, you hit it on the head, man. One of the things you need to clarify, on what, okay, what we mean by this? Because now, like I say, it's you get more stuff from email and text messages and you know, now it's like, okay, there's no, I, I can't read the person's body language. I can't see what they, how they really feel about this. So now I need some clarification. All right, bro. Like, yeah, you sent me this memo. What, 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 what we got going on? What you talking about? What you mean by this? 
you know, then you get clarification. Clarification is the key. Then you're like, okay, all right, cool. Because at first I was thinking you was you was on something, you was kind of tripping, and then I, <laughs> I responded a certain way. <laughs> so okay, you broke it down, so I understand. Okay, so so we good. But uh, yeah, but you're right, man. That dude, critics and and trolls, and you know, and if you can't identify the constructive uh, criticism, man, that's also a problem too. But you yeah. know, for for me, man, the, you know, for I wanted to tell Mitch and stuff, man, dude, whatever you do, man. Whatever you pursuing, man, or go for anybody, man. You know, you got people that's gonna, you got people also that's gonna look up to you. There are people that's gonna respect you, respect you by you putting yourself out there, and appreciate the work that you do, man. You know, like for me, I work a job that's kind of like a thankless job. I may get some fingers and fu and CPDK and all that stuff, but I, I know in the back of my mind. There are people who appreciate my work. Uh, you know, prayers, you mentioned that plenty of times, you know, family and friends. And, you know, every once in a while, I get some community members, man, appreciate you. Uh, being sure. out here. And I just keep in mind that, I, you know, I'm touching people's lives out there uh, by the work I do. And it will be self, you know, it's, it, it'll be a disservice if I would say, hey, you know what? I'm, not, I'm treated a certain way by my superiors, by the mayor, whatever, by the community members that, that I serve in and say, hey, the hell with it. I'm just collecting a check but i do a disservice because there's actually people in these neighborhoods and people that 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 need me and need take it i always keep that in mind like there's there's critics yeah but there's more people that that look for me and appreciate what i do than than than, than the critics so i try to keep that in mind well i'll tell you one thing jules if some shit kicks off i think they'd rather see you than to see me so <laughs> 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 oh man, <laughs> I hear you, man. Because <laughs> I ain't got nothing for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> man, that, man, that's what's up, man. <laughs> Jules, go to hit him with that curtain call. <laughs> oh man. Prez, this curtain call goes out to the National Conflict Resolution Center. Built on the principle that every dispute has solution, the National Conflict Resolution Center serves a variety of communities in both the private and public sectors. Regionally, nationally, and internationally. Their mission is to resolve issues with the highest possible degree of civility and to all parties involved. They do this by providing the resources, training, and expertise to help people, organizations, and communities manage and solve conflict with civility. National Conflict Resolution Center, President I and Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast family would like to salute you and create all your hard work. Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call. Audience, as always, we appreciate your continued support of the show. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening.